Right, should we do an intro, man? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, welcome to uh, this is uh, the second round table now, isn't it? Although the table's square and nothing round. But welcome to uh, another round table episode of Rec Talk. So we'll go around and just introduce yourselves. So start, Bobby, with you. Uh, Bobby Russell, Contact Business Finance. We're an invoice finance brokerage that help recruitment companies um, find the right lender. Thank you. Nikki, you're, you're up. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Nikki from The Leap. Um, we're a full-service marketing agency. We work with recruitment companies that are generally mid-sized, so like 100 to 500 headcount. I've never thought I'd say this, but I'm the other Bobby. I've never had this before in my life. Uh, <laughs> There's I'm, a fight to the death at the end. I, I, I thought there was going to be some kind of... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I'm the I'm the managing director of Elevate Learning. We are, we're, we're a training company for recruiters to help them outperform the market. Hi, I'm Rebecca Pay. I'm a CV writer who works with uh, senior leaders. And I just love being on LinkedIn. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> done. Uh, I thought you were a kick-ass CV writer. Uh, he's dropped the kick-ass thing now. And the ice creams are there. Drop you. Drop you. Let's drop you later. Well, I didn't even get to introduce myself. Bobby just jumped straight in. I just got looked at by the way. You're up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you need to introduce ourselves. Yeah. 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 Well, now you should know who we are. You, <laughs> you know you guys. Uh, yeah, I'm Paul Nigel. I work within apprenticeships, so recruit for various companies and also uh, a lot of my work is within the recruitment sector for resources and consultants. Uh, and I'm Jeremy Snell, I run an L&D consultancy business that works with the recruitment industry. Perfect, well look, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us uh, again for, uh, for uh, round two of, uh, of Rec Talk Roundtable. So one of the things that we wanted to, to talk about, um, really to, to kind of address the, the industry at the minute, is generating new business. And what struggles um, across the recruitment sector there are to to generate new business? Because across the field here, we've got sort of um, marketing, we've got we've got sales, uh, <coughs> whatever Rebecca does. Influenza. I'm a I'm a LinkedIn influencer. <laughs> you can have that one. Thanks, mate. Yes. <laughs> Just that but yeah, no, so generating new business is obviously something that's becoming a little bit more challenging because I think when we spoke on our podcast, Bobby, we were talking about kind of making hay while the sun shines and mm. a lot of businesses um, in the recruitment sector have had it quite easy where it's been easy to win clients and it's been easy to kind of get them on board and, and, and just service roles. Whereas now that's becoming increasingly difficult. But actually for those of you who are supplying into the recruitment market or into senior leaders, how are you guys finding it when it comes to generating new business? What's, what's that looking like for you guys? Personally, I've had the busiest summer I've ever had. <laughs> like, and like lots of people are saying how it's been quieter or whatever. But I've, normally for me, CV writing is quiet in the summer because people are off on holiday and stuff and not thinking about doing their CVs. But just for whatever reason, this summer was really busy for me. Like, because so your, your Rec Talk podcast was just before the summer. Yeah. That right? must <laughs> be what it was, yeah. No, no, what activity have you been doing to generate... I mean, I've been very consistent with my marketing. I always am, to be fair, but I've been particularly driven to be very consistent with it. Mm. I think that's, it's a boring thing to say, but being consistent is what works. No, consistent in what way, though? Because, I mean, look, you can you can post shite on LinkedIn all day long, right? And, and it's, it can just be dross. Mm. And you see some people... You're welcome, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but you can, you can just, you, can, you see people's content and it's just like, this is proper just clickbait content or it's just... Mindless content, yeah. So what what is it then that you're doing that's consistent, that's working well? 
Uh, well, I tend to mix mine up a bit anyway, because I add in some personal stuff. Did do a video the other day, it was quite a viral type video <laughs> that I shared, because it was really funny. Um, and was I do a mix a of stuff. No, that wasn't a video, was it? <laughs> <laughs> but I do a mix of stuff, but I always mention what I do at the end of every post. But I think it's about, like, so you can do a mix, it doesn't have to be all, like, business, this is what I do. Because then you're constantly reminding people that you exist. And then they come in, you know what I mean? They come into your network. And with me, like people come into my network maybe a couple of years before. And then when they need a CV, they're like, oh, who does CVs? Oh, yeah, Rebecca. And that's what you need. You need people to know what you do and remember you when they need you. Because they might not need you at that exact minute. <laughs> well, if you're consistently doing that over time, then gradually people will... Yeah, I get that. It's no, a bit like osmosis, isn't it? You're trying to you're trying to put stuff out there to make sure that you're in the mind, and so as soon as that thing. Bobby, do you want to explain osmosis for everyone? Well, my, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> I've no idea what that means, but I know that that is the case. Wow, well, you've taken me back twenty five years there. Yeah, yeah. So, you're in the, that marketing world. Is there anything there that Rebecca said that you kind of like? Mm, I don't agree with that, or actually, I resonate with that. Yeah, no, what you've said, I think consistency is key. Um, but I, I was thinking about it on the way down. I do like to spread focus across more than one channel. I think I've mentioned this last time, but in our industry, we think we're quite fixated on LinkedIn and sometimes forget mm -hmm. other channels that are available that should be maximised, like your own website. Often we see recruitment companies sort of letting that fall behind, not putting the effort into content, SEO, mm -hmm. driving their own organic traffic that they own. Um, also email lists. Uh, a lot of those, like recruitment companies have huge amounts of data and a lot of the time we find that they just don't have the processes in place or the content to keep a regular flow of comms going out. So um, I always like to make sure that as well as LinkedIn, because I equally love the platform, that it's like quite well-rounded and you're looking at like three channels just to Cover yourselves from all angles. Any particular three channels? I'd say, I'd say email, um, search. So your website ultimately, mm -hmm. and and LinkedIn are three that I would prioritise over others. Yeah. Okay. What about newer channels? So can we capture data on things like Instagram, um, TikTok, Snapchat, that sort of stuff? Yeah, it, it goes down to your target audience and your target market and where they are. Remember, we had that chat last time I was mm. on. So thinking about the persona, the type of person you're looking to reach, and is that person on LinkedIn? Because as suppliers to the recruitment industry, we're quite lucky because we know where they all are. Mm -hmm. But for recruiters targeting, we were talking about developers earlier, um, was that yourself talking about development? It was, wasn't it? With yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's when we have to start thinking these people might not necessarily be hanging out on LinkedIn. Therefore, where do we need to be and have a presence to reach it's, them? It's, it's, a, it's a really interesting point because we were having this conversation about kind of rec tools and to, to kind of widen the audience and stuff. And we were looking at Facebook as a... Mm. Most recruiters are kind of in that sort of 25 to 40 demo. And a lot of those guys are still on Facebook, so maybe we should be attention, like paying a bit more attention to Facebook. Mm. Um, no, it's, it's fair, isn't it? Well, no, you enjoy no, no, Just sit still. <laughs> I'm trying, man. Paul, you're it's sitting still. Swap chairs. With I'm trying to talk here. The squeaky chairs are back again. I've got the no. core balance. There. <laughs> so, okay. I guess it's, it's less important for, for, for you, given what you, you do in terms of the apprenticeship piece, right? But I'd love to know. 
Jeremy and, and Bobby and Bobby, how much, how much kind of marketing activity are you guys doing on like the things like Facebook or the other channels <coughs> like the website importance on placing the importance on that or the email marketing? Because you guys, you're obviously, you're selling to recruiters, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're all on LinkedIn, but what out, yeah, outside of LinkedIn, what are you guys doing at the minute? Yeah, so it's a case of practicing what we preach, really. You know, we, we tell we tell the recruiters in our network how to go about multi-channel business development, and yet, you know, you've got to make sure that you're doing it yourself. So, mm-hmm. funny enough, just like just like Nicola mentions, you know, I've identified what my key demographic is, and I even I even did the the kind of marketing tool of literally drawing a stick person, the persona, yeah, yeah creating yeah, the yeah, persona yeah. or the avatar, and going right, okay, who is who is the ideal person, and so essentially develop that out. Kind of made sure that I've 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 stuck to to the key demographic because, you know, I'm sure Jeremy will probably agree that we're not all things to all people, and so mm-hmm. it's more a case of looking at who are the the real people that can be can be can really benefit from what I do, and come in come in hot with with that attitude as opposed to going, hey, do you want some training or coaching? You know, that's not necessarily the important thing. I think the key thing is offering insight, analysis, and kind of you know offering secrets to the marketplace that that people yeah. don't necessarily know because there's what? So do you think it's a try before you buy type thing? People need to know that you're good at what you're doing because that, I suppose, comes in with what you're saying as well, which is you you put your, your experience and your expertise out there for people yeah. to come to you with, I know this person's well, good at what they're doing. I, I call it the crack dealer approach. <laughs> Yeah, horrible. Give them a taste and want yeah. more, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've no <laughs> idea what you're on about. What about yourself? And what, what do you feel? How, how how are you kind of generating business at the minute and maximising marketing? Then so twenty percent, twenty two percent now of what I create as business comes from LinkedIn. That's very weirdly specific. Yeah. <clears throat> Whereas the He's rest of all it, his channels, isn't he? That's why he knows what the rest of it. <laughs> Like I, I look at it every quarter to see where, where did actually the money come from? Mm-hmm. Where do I need to spend more time? Where do I need to spend less time? Yeah. And the stuff that I do on LinkedIn, the majority of what comes from LinkedIn comes from the people who don't like or comment on my stuff. So there's this big community of people who are cheerleaders who are probably not necessarily spending every month, but then there's another group of people who watch the cheerleaders, no. and they're the people who then engage and do business mm. with me. Lurkers. Yeah, so, so I've got to be... We love the lurkers. Yeah. All so my I, clients are lurkers, usually. All my LinkedIn <laughs> updates. <laughs> Consistency is really important, but I'm, I look inconsistent because what I want to be is consistent with the type of messaging rather than mm. be present every day. Right, yeah. Because when yeah. I try to be present every day, I'm then trying to fulfil the metric of being present as opposed to being consistent with the messaging that attracts the lurkers. <coughs> so, so you're saying consistency yeah, yeah. with the quality of what you put in yeah, rather yeah, than yeah. the quantity of what you put yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and move away from being that like, guy that's shouting and, Bible verses in the city centre. And yeah, 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 yeah. The end is nine. Um, yeah, yeah. Take training with me. <laughs> <laughs> and the the, de- the data, like my data for the business, because we've been going for twelve years, there's a lot of our income comes from working what we would call the lapsed customer list. Uh, and making sure that we're we're constantly updating to ensure that the picture that we had of the mm. business we worked with six months ago, that we're still up to date with who they are and where they're at and what they're doing, so that we can be more timely with messages. So is that is that the stronger way of building business then in comparison to just picking up the phone and being like, hey, it's Sean from Insert Business here. This is what we're selling. This is what we're doing. 
Is that something that you guys are on board with? It's a better way to build a yeah. conditioning. Yeah, but I've got to do that five times a day. Like there's a sticker over the top of my monitor that says shake hands with five people every day. And I can't close the laptop until I've done something to show my business to five strangers. We didn't shout my interest, Jeremy. I've just been running a poll recently to see how people buy products on, in, our, in our kind of, well, I guess we're all kind of... Well, we're in the same industry, right? Yeah, exactly, right? And so... That's why you're here. At the moment, uh, yeah, at the moment there's, there's, been, there's only been 50 votes and 0% say a pitch. Mm -hmm. which is an interesting thing. So us just saying, here, this is what I am, this is what I do, not quite there. I think where, where people, are, people are really starting to see it's, it's demos of products, recommendations, and case studies. Mm -hmm. So when, you know, where other people are, you know, where lots of recruitment businesses go, mm -hmm. hi, I'm X from this company, I specialise, don't get me started on the word specialise, by the way, because mm -hmm. how can you be a specialist? But did they months? ask for their 30 seconds? No, they never asked for the thirty seconds. Like, oh, this is this oh, is what they rookie yeah, mistake. Yeah, this is what they you know this is what yeah. they're trying to do. They're <laughs> trying to get these put the huge elevator yeah. pitches in. Bobby, can I have about. thirty seconds or shall I throw myself off a bridge? <laughs> Neither. But but it's just but people really do tend to buy off recommendations, case studies, and mm -hmm. testimonials. Mm -hmm. So how can how can our recruiters put more of those things in, especially in the last you know last two years? As everyone said, okay, it's but, been but to challenge that, Bobby, if so I'm a new startup, right? Yeah. Totally brand new. I've got I've got a, a restricted covenant that's going to just completely blow me out of the water if I go anywhere near it. So I've got to generate now new business yep. from scratch based on nothing but a phone and a laptop, right? Got you. <clears throat> I've got no recommendations. At the moment. But quite often with new startups, though, aren't they quite often people within the industry that have a hell of experience yeah, exactly. and then decide to no, go it alone. Nine times out of ten, but when, when, when Nina and I set up, we had five or six clients who were literally just like, yeah, no worries, you guys sit up, we'll all sign the dotted line. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no problem at all, we'll do that, 100%. Uh -huh. the, honestly, the day we set up, it was like, guys, big day's here, we've set up, let's do it, PSL. Yeah, look, we're, um, I'm happy to do it. But we're restricted by HR, corporate, yeah. whoever. It's right? not a good time for us right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So there's, there's all these different things, right? So, yeah, definitely. We'll have well, a. If there's a demo that's out there that's answering answering a poll that's saying, yeah, no, do you know, what? I do buy based on recommendations and so on. Whilst I've gone and set up my own business and I'm saying, hey, Nicola, can you work with me? And Nicola's saying, no, I can't. <laughs> How many of us, hand, hand on heart, can say that we go, okay, that's fine. But Nicola, to help me. Boost my business or step forward. Can you give me a recommendation? Mm. You know, are you willing to put your name on a Google review or whatever to help me take that step? Do you know what I mean? Uh, and we don't. We just don't because no. we don't like to ask for things because it's uh, and people were brought up from a very young age. Not to not people aren't good at asking people yeah. to give them look, look, feedback because ultimately we don't take pranks yeah. very well. We, 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 we have an apprentice from you, Paul. It's why Rebecca's in business because we're not very good at shouting about ourselves. No, that's true. But we had an apprentice from you. It didn't work out. Fine. But what I recommend you to people, absolutely, absolutely. I don't know, man. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I asked it to you, Joe. Don't you need to go out and sing? Come on. That's right. Stop That's right. right. They have to be, like, if you say, I would buy based upon recommendation, you'd need to be in buying mode. Yeah. And of course. what marketing and needs not to do is, is to get people into a, a buying <laughs> mode, and most agencies are selling ultimately a message of why pick me. Mm. So, like, testimonials, recommendations. 
brochures, websites, it's all pick me, pick Are me, we doing pick me. enough of that? And yeah. you get caught in the tyranny of being picked when yes. everything you do should be why change. Mm. And there's very little marketing from recruiters about why change. Mm-hmm. It's all about why me. And if you can't get people to buy why change mm-hmm. and then answer the next question, which is why now, <coughs> and then the question why me starts to matter. So they miss the two basic questions, why change, why now? Because of the focus on on kind of business development and new business development, you, you, you mentioned something earlier, which I want to ask you about, Bobby, particularly because of the industry that you're in, right? As most salespeople are, they're so focused on new business, new business, new business. You mentioned going back to kind of your existing client base or people you've sold to previously because their needs change and their circumstances change. Yep. Six months ago, we our recruitment business was a much larger operation than what it is now. We've scaled that back, but intentionally so. And six months ago, we would have had a very different conversation to what we would have next week, for example. Mm-hmm. So how often in, in your business are you going back to kind of existing customers uh, and, and what's your kind of BD strategy of, okay, I moved you from provider one to provider two, but is that still the best solution for you six months later or a year later or three years later? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, in terms of moving, obviously, one business from one lender to the other, if you do that all the time, as a broker, sometimes that's a sense of you haven't done a good job to begin with because it hasn't people. worked out yeah, yeah, yeah. with lender number one. So <coughs> as little as that as possible, but obviously circumstances change. An agency could be heavily involved with neutral vendors day one. So mm-hmm. There's only certain lenders for neutral vendors. And then I know their business strategy could change where they're going to a lot more direct clients year two. And obviously turnover might shoot through the roof, hence mm-hmm. the reason they can get a more competitive deal elsewhere. So circumstances like that, as a broker, you can go in there, obviously add some value to placing it with the right But the question, I suppose, is that how, how much time does your, from a business development mm-hmm. point of view, do you guys spend reviewing that kind of setup and circumstance? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, not enough. Yeah, mm. not enough. Going back to in terms of what you said about Google reviews, like, well ask for reviews but only when there's a success story yeah. <coughs> and we don't push them so literally somebody has to be in front of their computer there and then in front of their email <coughs> for them to type in a quick two two minute sentence to say something good about us mm-hmm. does anybody give a shit about Google reviews now though I do Google does me and Google. That's when's it. the last time that you guys made a purchase where you looked at the reviews first G- G- genuinely yeah oh, I, I, I do I do and I think it's a there's a lot of tools that we can use to engage an audience and to influence them. And actually, if we chip away at the small ones that we think don't add value, bit by bit, those small ones are going to amount for 20 25% mm. of potential leads. Mm. So if Google's only 5%, actually, eventually, that's going to become a big chunk because I've cancelled mm. that one and that one and that one. So I think yeah. although the impact is smaller, when you compile all those avenues together, actually your reach and opportunity to capture a market is still there. And, as well, yeah. isn't it? and in fact, there's yeah. a, you're always going to have somebody that loves to yeah. go and go, I'm going to look on Google. Totally. Those people are always going to be there. You still, have, you still have people yeah. that mm-hmm. buy hard books because that's how they feel comfortable yeah. rather than... And things move forward, but you, you're going to have that market still there. Yeah. And I think those that lean into it can capture a market because there's that many people that are leaning <laughs> away from it because of, of that thought. 
For me, my LinkedIn recommendations are huge. <coughs> I've got like 101 or whatever. Who reads those? <laughs> but they do. People do. That's the thing. Clients I do. read them. If no. I had a lot of recommendations, every day. Yeah, but this is the point, though, right? So yeah. when you're saying, I've got nowhere to do Google reviews matter? And I'm going, yeah, like they do to me. You're going, yeah, I've got loads of testimonials on LinkedIn, and I'm like, who the fuck reads those? Because I don't, but other people do, right? Mm, yeah. So it's one of those. We've had a question come in from Paul Sangster. Question for Nicola. Should content be posted in different styles, formats, and sizes, depending on the platform? That's a good question. Thanks for that one, Paul. Um, the answer, the short no. answer is <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're not going to like it because it's time-consuming, but the answer is yes. Um, yeah. If you want to know more, call me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, at the bare minimum, you want to be changing the sizes of your graphics for different platforms. But what I'd really recommend is actually repurposing the content almost fully for different platforms. So, for example, if you've got, got a really great blog, rather than posting the link to that blog, you might take the key points and make it into like a carousel. Um, or if you've got a video like this, for example, instead of just sharing the full thing on different channels, that's where you'd edit it into the snippets like you do and put that on TikTok. Because depending on the channel, different formats work best. So obviously TikTok, it's going to be portrait, it's going to be really short videos compared to LinkedIn where portrait doesn't actually come out oh, that well mm -hmm, all the time. Mm -hmm. You might go square or landscape um, and carousels work really well as well. So, so yeah, it's really important to repurpose uh, depending on the channel that you're posting to. Thank you for that. We also have a question for you, Rebecca. You ready for this one? How do you think CVs have changed from before to now? From Thomas Woodham's. Oh, cheers, mm -hmm. Thomas. Um, well, I would say one of the big changes is that everyone used to be obsessed with third person and it being super formal and <laughs> all the rest of it. You know, and now I would never recommend you write it in third person. I oh, talk in third person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying Sean talks in third person. You just missed it. Unless yeah, you're The right. Rock. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Unless you're The Rock, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'd say that's a massive change. And also, people, you could put your personality in there. It doesn't have to be boring and just like generic and like you know, all this, the same old boring phrases that people come out with. We want to see some difference in there, like tell us who you are and like why you're good at the job. That's one of the things I always ask clients is like, what makes you good at doing that, like compared to someone else who's got the same job title? And they often struggle to answer that question, but that's what you've got to get to the core of for yourself. You've got to work out what is it that makes you really good at what you do. Because then if you can get that across on the CV, that's the thing that will get you a foot in the door. Yeah, no, that's fair. So... On the subject then, because business has obviously changed for a lot of people. There's obviously a lot of noise at the minute about... Especially from your chair. <laughs> from my chair, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of noise in the business at the minute from from kind of recruiters, from, from anyone in business, really, that, that leads to slowing down. Mm -hmm. um, not as many people are buying. What What is driving that then? Because it can't just be that we've stopped selling to them. Is it is, is, is it economic factors, do you think? Or is it that we just got complacent? There's going to be a bit of uncertainty out there, which is why the recruitment industry, as a general, has slowed down. Business owners that they're selling to are preoccupied with other things. I think, I don't know, if you've, if you've got somebody supplying to the manufacturing industry, energy bills, things like that, they're not worried about having an extra... Five, I think with that angle, it, uh, that's lent into my favour in a lot of mm. ways, mm. because... Um, if you've got companies that aren't quite sure where they are, they mm -hmm. don't want to position themselves where they're going to have a peak and not be prepared for it, but they're not in a position to commit to a 30k salary on something. So actually getting an apprentice in for less 
actually it's that middle ground they've got somebody they've got maybe three months where they can develop them to add value they can take some weight so actually it's almost one foot forward rather than a jump but I, and, and and i'm seeing a lot more companies going yeah actually that could be uh, a, a step for me to move forward to develop someone rather than taking this big leap and getting someone for a wreck to wreck paying loads of money and it not paying off and it kind of falling on its mm. face and i think there's people who are still hanging on to this idea that something will come back but I think 2022 was just such <coughs> a freak of a year that if you're still sat there thinking that it's quiet now compared to last year last year was such a freak that mm. you, you're, you're, you're trying to manage your business in a way that you're Absolutely. setting it up to repeat 2022 to compound that if anyone's ever this is how sad I am I look at the ONS statistics around mm. jobs Oh, and I know. There who you go. this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. And if you if you look at what we what we generally tended to do is look at three months, you know, a month, three months at a time, and maybe recruitment businesses do tend to suffer, tend to suffer from a bit of myopia when it comes to that. But if you look pre-pandemic, we've myopia. actually short-sightedness yeah that's why i've got these oh. you can catch it through osmosis as well yeah. <laughs> these words are too big for these guys yeah. 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 about black country we, we don't learn those words I mean, yeah. Yeah. as yeah. if we're six-year-olds yeah so we can be a bit short-sighted industry change not good we only ever look at month on month quarter on quarter year on year Fair. But if we look, if we look pre-pandemic, actually the the way that jobs have increased is if you look at where we are now, it's still increased from before 2019. Mm -hmm. So we had this massive dip, obviously 2020, and then what we've had is this exponential rise that's just been, to take us back to where we would have been even more so. It's just it's just right, over, okay. we've overshot, as, as isn't it? we've overcompensated, mm. and so now the market's been correcting itself for the last two quarters, and where they're going, oh my god, it's the worst thing ever. But actually. We need to look at it bigger picture and go, well, actually, it's, it's OK for where we're at. But I know that obviously the concerns are the moment that we start seeing loads of jobs coming, we need to hire 17 more people. Mm -hmm. And the moment that not enough jobs come in, right, that's it. We've got to make we've got to take advantage of a recession and get rid of people. And so it's, 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 it's always that's kind of been almost too easy, though, hasn't it? Of course it has. Yeah, and and I, I've noticed that in the recruitment sector, especially there are a ton of um, agencies out there, mainly the bigger ones that kind of have the ability to do this. But like you said, yeah, they'll they'll win a big account, or they'll all of a sudden see a ramp up in recruitment, and they will go on a spending spree. Yeah, yeah. You want how much? Yep, join us. You want how much? Join us, join us. And then six months later, they're like, okay, yeah, open to work, open to work, open mm. to work, open to work, because either their work's dried up and dropped off, or things haven't quite worked out either, and they're just happy to just let people go. And it's almost like pre-pandemic, we were really uncomfortable doing that, and we would ask ourselves a lot of questions about, do I really want to be hiring a load of people and then letting them go? And then because the pandemic sort of, sort of seemed to have almost made it so easy to just hire and fire, there mm. seems to be a lot of people going in and out of work at the minute. If they're, if they're coming in to handle a contract for six months, they're not having a chance to start building their desk up in no. that setting. So actually, if that contract moves on, they've not ever had chance to mm -hmm. build and reach their potential within a new setting. So they're just going, well, what next? What have you got for me? Well, nothing because I've yeah. been doing what yeah. you brought me in to mm -hmm. do effectively. So now give me a chance to start building that desk. And it doesn't happen. It's, that, it's, it's so, such a cutthroat. That world, comes down to training, over. though, doesn't it? It comes down to the fact that people... Expected. Yeah, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Comes out of training. <laughs> I'll get my coat. <laughs> well, what, what it comes out to for me 
is people haven't people have almost tried to forget about the sales element of of their business any business no matter what you're in whether it's whether it's marketing whether it's invoice financing training whatever cv writing you have to sell right for you to be able to win the client you have to be able to sell to them in the first place and I, what frustrates me is that we see a lot of recruiters who are just like I want to go into a role, uh, but I don't want to do BD. I want to do just a service. I just want to do, I want to do resource and I want to service the account, that's it. Whereas <clears throat> we've lost kind of a, almost a generation of recruiters who are out there hungry for business, wanting to go out there and just bash the phone and be like, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the best recruiters in the world because this is what I can do. This is what I bring to the yeah. table. And that, unfortunately, it, it does fly against the face of what you were saying, Nicola, in terms of like, recommendations and all that sort of stuff. But it's, it's having to use that as well as the marketing and the brand awareness and the the expertise that you've been able to I'd, offer. I challenge that a little bit because actually in this market where you've got the cost of living crisis, you've got everyone worried about absolutely everything going on at the moment. Trying to, conv I'd say that the sales bit at the moment has been trying to convince someone who's really happy in their current role and been there for quite some time to take a leap into the unknown. Mm. And that you know because let's be honest, sales is the ability to convince someone to do one thing that you've asked them to do. <laughs> And yet, what we what we seem to think is, but actually, people are doing lots of sales at that point. But for some reason, there's this mental block when it then when it then comes to, oh well, there's this client, and for some reason, we're now looking up here on this pedestal when it comes to this client. And so it's how do we how well our our job, and I'm sure I, I, I you know I'm sure Jeremy does the same. It's how do we make people realise that it's just people we're talking to, and whether it's you know candidate moving them you know persuading them to move to a job or a client that we're persuading to to work with us mm -hmm. or certainly why change from your current provider that's you know that's the that's the element that we try to get in and it's actually how do we reinforce the fact that people are selling it's just the 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 kind of boiler room the wolf of wall street hardcore sales direct sales about people joining companies and then being back on the market in six months mm. that's pushing people firmer back in the chairs if they're comfortable mm. so when you're trying to move them and actually they're seeing that <coughs> it, it, it's Fearful. pushing people back from what you're trying to achieve in opening opportunities isn't it it's like yeah it's leaning against them i don't think because this is this is the i suppose the the misrepresentation of sales is when you say sales, people automatically go to boiler room, right? And it doesn't have to be that. Sales, sales, if sales is a very, very easy conversation to have with a, a CEO, CFO, all the way down to a, a junior candidate trying to find their, their, their first new role, right? <clears throat> what it comes down to is convincing recruiters or convincing business people, salespeople, whoever in your business, to actually want to go and have that conversation. And to actually want to go and engage the client or engage the candidate with, here's why you should do um, what, whatever it is that I need you to do, whether it's working with me, whether it's taking a job, whatever. These are the reasons behind it. But <clears throat> I think for me, people are less bothered about having conversations on the phone face-to-face -face and more um, driven by LinkedIn posts, emails, messages. They're, they're more bothered about doing the tippy-tappy stuff as opposed to the actual conversation stuff. I had this thought the other day, yeah. right? Because again, as we're almost like a dying breed of that, like I'll say, oh, um, and not not to pick on you particularly, but like just because you're there, I'll be like, right, have you, have, you, have you chased that client? And they'll go, yeah, I've emailed them. Have you called them? I'll send them another email. No, no, call them. I'll text them. And it's almost like if that's are we actually missing the point, right? Because if, if that's what our staff are saying, is that not what our prospects want then as well? Do you know what I mean? 
Because I, I get I, annoyed by sales calls and all the rest of it, but I'll, I'll give an email, a, a well-written email, I'll give the time of day. A text message to like a quick question that I can just answer quickly, I can, I'll give the time of day. And it's almost like, are we pushing a narrative that no longer should exist because... Yes, yes. Mm. Do, do, uh, the, la the language that's being used, us talking about it, is wrong. Yeah. Sales isn't persuasion. We shouldn't be convincing people to do something. And, and we shouldn't be chasing clients. And my dog chases rabbits. The rabbit doesn't enjoy it, but the dog loves it. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of consultants who don't like being the dog and don't like <laughs> the thought of the rabbit. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 this so, is it. So we're in an information age right now. Yeah, yeah. Like People seem to have evolved a lot in the last sort of 10 years. And I think as people in sales, we spend so long trying to be like, yeah, no, no, but this is the way to do it. It's almost like, have we become that relic of the past that's like, this is how it used to be, this is how it should be, and are we not ignore? Are we, are we not mm. then, in, by, by proxy, ignoring what the current market is actually wanting, which is, don't fucking call me, just text me. Yeah. Like, For, I'm happy with that. 42% of CIOs would prefer a, buy, a salesperson free process to buy and would spend up to $3 million without involving a salesperson. Mm -hmm. Like the trend is people don't want... Where's that data from? Uh, Gartners. Um, and that's CIOs? CIOs. Well, given the fact that like Toyota, Honda and Nissan <coughs> moved into that and, and put an advertising campaign behind the fact that you don't have to go into a dealership to buy a car. You can go online, spec up your car and just press order and we'll mm -hmm. send it to you. Oh, great, and deliver you have to deal with those awful people in them. People don't want to yeah, do but, it. But this is the point, right? Have, how, has it, is it the case that actually is the, say, the whole sales concept has become so dirty that businesses are intentionally moving away from that yes. and that consumers are sort of like, I don't want to deal with salespeople. So actually, if recruiters, if as recruiters we're sitting there going, sales isn't a bad word, sales isn't a bad word, sales is the important thing, are we sending the wrong message? Should mm. we actually be saying, no, 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 consultant, that's the bit we should be focusing on. Right, so, right? so there's no pitching involved. Yeah. The whole thing is about questions. Yeah. And it's Not square peg round hole anymore. And it's empathy. Yeah. And it has more emotional intelligence to it than push, chase, convince, mm. persuade. Because all of that Shit. makes it feel more combative. Yeah. Mm. I mean, what are my definition of persuade is actually aid me to make a decision. Mm. Because that's what we are really looking for. We're All coaches. we want is for people mm -hmm. to be coached into a decision that they wanted to make. Consultative selling is all about, here's three, here's three options, which one do you think is the best for you? Mm -hmm. Not, I've got this candidate, I think they're going to be amazing, even if they're not, but can you just have a look at them anyway? Push, 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 push. Yeah, it's that, you know, that pushing element. It's more mm -hmm. a case of how can you give me data, insight, analysis that can help me make a decision. Mm -hmm. So even when you're selling or persuading, it's actually based on facts, insight, analysis, rather than going, I think this, this job is going to be amazing for you. Yeah. Because I have no basis to... to, to don't you yeah. think relationship building comes into it quite massively totally. as yeah. well? Because yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it is for me. Like, it's building a relationship with someone, you know, whether it's through content initially and then they'll contact me and, and have a call mm. and we have a chat. And it's very rarely salesy at all mm. on that call mm -hmm. because they'll probably have looked at all the pricing already and probably know what they want. And even if they don't, I'll yeah, talk that, them through that it. But it's like, different they've yeah, already, yeah. they either, they've already kind of got that trust and yeah. they sort of know who I am. You've, you've qualified out those that, because your, 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 your service isn't cheap. Yours no, and more, I charge for that yeah, call. And you're well. very open about that. Yeah, and, you, and you're very open about that, right? So you've almost qualified out the ones that are price driven. 
So that's no longer an issue. So you don't even need to address that. Now it's about what you're going to deliver. It's just like I suppose in your market, Bobby, is no one's going to be like, yeah, okay, so you've secured me half a percent here and 5% there. But I'm going to go with the 5% one because that salesperson, my God, what a guy. <laughs> he fucking sold me, man. Yeah. Like that doesn't happen anymore, does it? People are more like intellectually kind of decision focused, right? In terms of give me the facts, give me the ins and outs. <laughs> and and like, we're, we're guilty of it. We'll do business with people we don't like because the rates add stack up and the, uh, and the product stacks up. Commercially, rather than, we're going to make the best yeah, yeah, decision. The person, you know what I mean? Like we don't buy from that person anymore. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I, going back in terms of making decisions based on liking a salesperson or not, you've commercially got to make the best decision for your business regardless, mm -hmm. but there's a particular salesperson in my industry that is like a dog with a bone, and what your question earlier is about graft, pure pure graft, somebody willing to just mm -hmm. literally pick up the phone and a punter literally has to tell him <coughs> to 0121 for him to leave them alone, and he outperforms everybody only purely because he's a grafter, and not everybody has to like the salesperson structuring structure mm -hmm. facility, but if you're structuring it the right right way in terms of the costings and everything, as well as get, as well as yeah. sometimes liking a guy, yeah. sometimes all, all recruitment owners they want they want their egos massaged, they want to be wanted. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I think if a salesperson puts more effort in, sometimes especially for recruitment businesses, it helps because you know we're all yeah. our own products, now, aren't we? We're all our yeah. own products, and ultimately you've just got to position yourself as a product in front of somebody, and that's. I, 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 I'm not a hard sell person at all. I let people know what I've done. When I first started, I went to a cold desk. I'd never done recruitment before. I'd moved into the apprenticeship market and I had to go from yeah, a dead cold yeah. desk. And I had to find my way to be able to prove a point. I knew I could do it. I backed myself and I always will. Sometimes it doesn't work out with the individual. That's recruitment, whether it be an yeah, apprentice yeah. or an employee. Mm -hmm. But actually, if you consistently don't oversell, just be honest and authentic your product is one that other people in the industry are utilizing and backing and you can associate yourself with them that's how i very quickly position myself as one of the top performers in apprenticeships at juniper from nothing to top performing position myself there by putting myself in a place where people knew what i did they could see that actually what I did was a good service and I delivered on it and actually celebrated my wins. But all the other stuff was me, I, mean, I did some videos on LinkedIn and I literally cringe before I do them. But if it makes a couple <laughs> yeah, of people... Or put the uh, bold glamour film around. Oh, it went bold glamour, it was contour. Contour. Yeah, I just wanted to yeah. look a bit, a bit twitch. Get that. Yeah. Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it is, it, it's... Say, I, I don't sell. I let people know what I do and I introduce, introduce mm. people to what and I let do. them buy on that basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but that and is selling, though, isn't it? it? It is, but not if you say sales to somebody, they automatically see that. Yeah, would, actually, would your would your average recruitment director see that as sales? And, and but no, no, but this is my point, though, right? Is that we we, we say sales and we automatically think negative, boiler, yeah. right? Mm. But sales isn't negative, right? And yeah, okay, language can can be kind of sales is awesome if you do it right. Sales sales is is one of the most rewarding well, we all need jobs. sales, don't we? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> every business, every business needs sales. And I think this is the point, is that marketing holds a really valuable place when it comes to brand awareness. And and I said this, whose podcast was in it, where we said it the other day? Whereas, like, if you think of marketing as almost a warm-up act to a comedy show, right? 
You've got mm. the, the, the marketing yeah. team is going in there, they're warming up the crowd, they're getting them into that mood of laughing, right? And they, they almost put you to a point where the main act will then come in and just kill it. And marketing has to you're be exactly that. You're comfortable. Yeah. You're, not, you're not thinking, oh, God, am I going to get to mar- the real life? Marketing has to create your brand. Yeah. And, and it almost has to put your customer in a buying position. So that as a salesperson, you can go in and close the show, right? And that's, that's the difference. But selling isn't, can you buy this? Have you got 30 seconds? Can I do this? Blah, blah, blah. It's, it's not that. It's, it's catering to the needs of your client in whatever capacity that is, whether that's selling them a marketing solution, invoice finance solution, training, anything, right? You've got to, you've got to be able to cater to the client's needs. Sales is, is more question-based. You've got to be able to talk to, to your, your prospect, whether that's a candidate who you're trying to get to, to consider your job, or whether that's a client to, if you're trying to get them to consider your, your, your services, right? But it's question-based. It's understanding what the client needs or the candidate needs, and off the back of that, offering them a solution that works. How you do that is up for debate, right? Mm. Because you could do it via marketing and then closing the sale on, on the phone in a very informal conversation, or you could do it by just nonstop grafting and just being like, look, buy my product, no, okay, buy my product, no, okay. Because that will get you to a certain point. But I think it's, it's important for business owners to know that sales has to be part of the strategy. You can't, you can't just go away with sales. Sales is there. However you do it, it it's, it's there. The but marketing with, piece, But with the right definition attached. <laughs> for sure. The right definition has to be attached. And I mean, coffee, that's out of the room. <laughs> I, came in, I came in cough-free. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm holding my breath. <laughs> yeah, I'm just... Like, I should yeah, have masked yeah, I'm just going to pretend this is my mask now. <laughs> uh, we have a question from Dan Ashton, which links into kind of some of this. Um, so he said, I've moved to a new market and there's a subset of SMEs that are working with 15 or more agencies and they're rejecting 80% of CVs that they get. What's a good BD strategy to convert these clients into hot jobs? <laughs> 15 agencies is a lot, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, my, my, my gut says, tell them to fuck off and don't yeah. work with them because you, 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 <laughs> going, you're not even going after low-hanging fruit. You're picking rotten fruit off the floor is what you're doing. Well, that's got, only if you pick up the fruit. Well, you could create new fruit. Go on then, expand on that, I like that. <coughs> like if, you, if you're too busy looking at the floor and you're not looking in the tree, you miss what you're actually trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. So you need to change the fruit. So if there's apples on the floors, you need to sell them oranges and put them back in the tree and make them more attractive. So the first thing that you need to sell to them is, this is why you need to change what you're doing. And I don't have to be involved, but I need to get you bought into the idea that what you're doing is fundamentally flawed. Mm-hmm. Whether you choose to work with me or not is a future conversation, right? Yeah. But the first thing is that needs to change. And then the second is to make them realise once they accept that the change is important to them, not to me, mm-hmm. that they recognise that they now hold that decision. So when you ask them how long are you now willing to put up with it, they now own the urgency to create the change. And when they have the urgency and the desire, then they get interested in how you might be able to help. Most people would go in and either sell or would turn around and say, stick it up your LinkedIn, mm. I'm going somewhere else. So you've got to work for so long with 15 people constantly <coughs> banging your inbox, banging your phone, with CV, CV, CV. Eventually they're just going to go, I just want somebody that I can just put my trust in. And I reckon they've heard that a hundred times from all of the agencies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they've kind of stayed on that same side. <laughs> but because one of the agencies walked that away job. from it, they said, yeah. don't do that, that's really bad. And they said, well, take it or leave it. And they went, oh, okay, yeah. I'll take it. I'm going to assume that job was picked up by something like a spec or something along those lines where they sent a mail shot and the client's like, yeah, go on then, send, send me what you've got. Mm. And 
there is barely any brief. There's there's barely any communication with the client. The, the client's probably rate driven. Um, all of the the kind of the negative buying signals that you would have for for anyone that you'd want to work with. Ultimately, it comes down to to um, time and value, doesn't it? Because yeah. that that particular client is is has no value of, of kind of what a recruiter's yeah what a recruiter's time. I think uh, I think the key there is that this person's moved to a new market, right? And it's it's <laughs> part of kind of almost recognizing that you're in a new market. It's very easy to not turn away work and kind of want to work those sorts of shit jobs. Um, it's a lot harder to be like. <laughs> That's not business I want. I'll try and re-educate you, but I need to know when to pull the plug and be like, in it, this isn't worth my time. You know? And I don't think enough recruiters have that confidence. It's exactly so, what you said. Like, If you've got all them people fighting in the same pit over here and you look over there and just yeah. the stand yeah. over there, I'm not going to get bruised, I'm not going to get battered, I'm not going to break a sweat. And yeah. the best time to do the education is in between hiring, when no one else is talking to them, because mm-hmm. there's no fruit on the floor that they're all fighting for. Do the education in between the jobs so that you're more likely to find that the next time there's an opportunity. Even if they start to rationalise things down and you still watch them go from 15 to 10 to 4. Yeah. You, you, you start I would say with 15, with 15 agencies working on it, that, that guy's always recruiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. or, or can't say no. Or he likes wasting a lot Just of like saying yes to people. His or her own time as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Trip, I've got all these people. Yeah. There's a lot of SMEs who are in that place. At 15, yeah, at 15 agencies, they, they I mean, they're all fishing out of the same pool. There's not a single candidate that, that, that any one of them will come up with that one of the other 14 agencies hasn't seen. It's just it's a rat race, isn't it? It's who, who can get there first. It's a race at the bottom, isn't yeah. it? I mean, yeah. to chop my to, to chop my two bills. Hi, Dan. By the way, uh, <laughs> so Dan's Dan's uh, someone I've trained previously. So, uh, oh, so teach him properly, Bobby. Fuck I know you're right. <laughs> is it your vacancy? Yeah, yeah, it's mine. But hi, Dan, and the other fifteen recruits. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the problem is I've just I'll I'll, 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 I'll be seeing from the top, and I, I can't I can't Dan, say Dan, anything. Dan's passive aggressively attacking Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but I think education is is a hundred percent the key here. I think going to you know even saying to this client, you know how how is this helping you? Yeah, and being able to kind of see well, actually we're getting CVs. Okay, fine, you're getting CVs, but you're still looking now. I mean, surely your fifteen people had three or four CVs each, mm-hmm. and they're all amazing. You should have made a decision three weeks ago, yeah. or however long it's yeah. been. There shouldn't even be an open. They, they shouldn't be an open vacancy. Yeah, yeah. And so there's obviously there's obviously some some diagnostic issues there that someone can either you can easily go in. I mean, I usually kind of w- when people work with me, I, I put like a, a ten pay a ten point plan in them and go, well, actually, how many of these things is your client hitting? Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. they're not, go to them and say you're not hitting these things because back in 2020 when there was 35, 40 jobs that consultants were working <laughs> at any one time, you'd grade them. Yeah. And yet, obviously, times are a bit tougher and everyone's going oh. You know, I just need to work something. But actually having that having that ability to grade your jobs and go, well, actually, still, I have this consistent method that I work towards. And if you want me and, and the success that I've got from that and been able to de- help other companies do is this, this and this. Mm-hmm. Are you sure you don't want me to have the same, you know, the same impact on you? That you know, if they say no, then you know exactly what to do and walk away. But if there is a yes, then there's a do, there's a way do you know forward. Where the struggle there is, though, from consult from a consultant's point of view, and we have this conversation uh, on on your podcast, <coughs> is that mentality has to start from top down. Of course, it does. And, and imagine, like, 
I, I speak to numerous recruitment business owners like every week, right? I can tell you now, there's not that many that what I know would comfortably be like, no, 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 don't go after the low-hanging fruit, definitely don't pick it up off the floor, do this properly, consistently. It might take you a month or two, but you'll start getting more valuable fees on and, and things will be a lot better and slicker. There's too many recruitment business because owners recruitment that are like, owners just fucking fill it, I don't care if there's 15 agencies, be the better one. Yeah, just get the fucking CDs, get them over to them. We're looking at our, our bottom line today rather than That's our it. consistent mm -hmm. bottom yeah, line yeah, in the future. Yeah, okay. And so when you have that short-sightedness and, you know, I've, I've worked at companies where, you know, we've had, you know, it's gotten to, what is it, the 22nd at the moment, yeah. you know, oh, we haven't had enough interviews on the board, just sell something to someone, that desperation creeps in. Yeah. And so that's where these these jobs where you go, oh, I, you know, working at ten percent, yeah, I'll take it. I'll do it. Whatever. That, yeah. Exactly that. That, that, yeah. that lack of quality, that race to the bottom feeds in again. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. Right. Um, so we, we are coming to the end of our LinkedIn live, um, and this is where the gloves come off when we get to be uh, a bit cheeky and a bit, you know, you can okay. say whatever we want now because this goes out on YouTube afterwards. So uh, we want to thank everyone for their questions and for for joining us. We've had. Uh, a constant flow of people get some really good questions. So that's the end of the LinkedIn Live then. <coughs> Going into knitting, I think you've got some topics for us, haven't you? Around yeah, there. gloves can come off now. Now we can have a bit of fun for the last 20 minutes or so. Hang on, let me just speak to the chair a little bit. Yeah, do you want to get the coughs and the, the, yeah, the and all that? I'm progressively judging you more every time you do that. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel like... That's why we did it here. The energy for us to... The whole point was like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, we even sat here and gone, stop judging him. We're very well. Yeah, very well. Give him a bit of grace, but no, just give him a fucking nut shot. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Remember a character on the Far Show called Bob Fleming? No. Who every time that he was filming his TV programme, he was coughing and coughing and coughing. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I just didn't remember the name, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So welcome back to Rec Talk with Bob Fleming. <laughs> <laughs> what, listen, uh, all I'm going to say is our, our, our production manager, Nathan, should have WD-40 these shares before, knowing that last time we did the round table. We picked the, le the most <laughs> unsqueakiest shares. And I remember yeah, BB literally went, BB went, no, it's fine up to here, but it's when you go back here that it squeaks. And I went, don't worry about it. No one will do that, and then Sean's like, Nobody told me that that's shut up, whatever. Just right, gloves are shit. off now. This is on YouTube, we can swear and all the rest of it because we don't monetize our videos. Um, let's have some embarrassing stories, let's have some like weird, stupid shit that happens in recruitment. I almost did a round table podcast, and everyone just gunned me for having a well, I had tickets to see Russell Brown next week. Is that embarrassing now? Oh, <laughs> that's a bit yeah. too soon. Yeah. Are you still going? Just watched and he's going to see. No, it's been now. it's been postponed, okay. but you're getting a refund. If so. it hadn't been postponed, would you go? I, actually, I did a post about this and. To, because it would get traction, but also I was interested to see whether people would go or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Because it was before, like, it got really bad. It was like when the story first came out, like when the. Has the it got worse since though? Kind of has. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's gone it's from on the telly people saying it to actually people have now gone to the police. And yeah, exactly. It, it's, it's gone from it's become a real public slaughter to. Mm. I've actually got Criminal. a recruitment client that has done rehab with him. I oh, really many many moons ago, but um, did he? Try and be inappropriate with her. Come on, very, give it, give very us. Very friendly with him. I'll be honest, he says he's a legend, but. Oh, is he? Oh, he's a he. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, but what I don't like about the whole thing is that all his stuff's been demonetized and he's been yeah. cancelled over before there's been any actual charges mm. or. Mm -hmm. Like, that's quite worrying. 
Yeah. Just you know, just yeah. to make it a bit simple. I mean, look, not, not, to, not to sound like like red pill, blue pill here, but I just think it's it's interesting how we are potentially going towards a general election. Well, you know, the safety bill came out on Tuesday. Oh, like yeah. they voted it through on Tuesday, the safety bill, I, 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 while all this was being hyped. I mm-hmm. absolutely think that behaviours need to be called, and if he's been inappropriate, call him. Oh, he needs to be gone, yeah. But it is beautiful timing. Yes. We had this conversation upstairs earlier. If we're calling out behaviour, let's call out Chris Smalls for you know counting down to Charlotte Church turning sixteen, and then offering to take her V plates. Let's have that conversation. Yeah. Oh no, no. But, but Chris Smalls isn't on a platform talking about how bad the government are and how corrupt they are. Chris Smalls is on Radio X playing his music, so he's fine. Let's leave him in his box. Let's go after Russell Brand. Yeah, well, there was something about there was a tweet that Cardi B had done a while ago, a story about where she used to she admitted, fully admitted that she used to drug guys and when she worked as a stripper or something. Yeah, she's just like, nuts. Yeah, stuff. she's yeah. absolutely nuts. She is. Yeah, yeah. But she's never been cancelled or what? You know, she yeah, yeah, still made yeah, money yeah. on yeah. YouTube. Or whatever. Because she's not talking shit about the because government. Because she's not. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. my point. It's yeah, like it that. I like the government. <laughs> don't cancel Rishi, me, don't cancel him. Yeah, Rishi, happy yeah. Diwali and all the rest of it. <laughs> I like Rishi Sunak. Like, oh, he's a, he's a stand-up guy. He's four, one of the people. Four or five years in the making. Yeah. So the majority of stories that came out, they were aware of at the start point when they started planning the production of this. Yeah. If he was that much of a risk, which again, behaviours need to be called... Wouldn't they have wanted to get it out as quick as, or just involve police? Because actually, <coughs> if mm-hmm. we're looking to prevent him causing further harm to other women, mm-hmm. call it then. Why it's yeah. the point now? Well, we was we were saying earlier upstairs, like the the BBC were reportedly sending cars for, with like sixteen year old girls to to his place, weren't they? And it's like, well, where? Okay, where's the BBC? It's like ITV and Schofield, didn't it? Like they're yeah, all but, but where, where's the BBC? Hey, punishment? he was where's brave. The for them? <laughs> that man was brave for what he did. <laughs> but the tolerance level of everyone's—it's just changed over the years, hasn't it? Just yeah. think, when I was young, it was like Britney Spears dressed as a schoolgirl, and that was okay, and that yeah, was absolutely that was like, fine. That was that was yeah. celebrated. Samantha Fox on um, yeah. at sixteen having having a wabs out on the uh, page hey, three. Sorry. Like, yeah, that was okay. Yeah. That was like, oh, that's okay. Biggest that's all concern right. of this 20 minute segment, you've just called them wabs. We're talking about calling shit out. You've just called them wabs. <laughs> I'm, I'm Midlands, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they are. I've never even heard of them. I'm central Midlands, and I can guarantee you, I've never said to someone, so look at your wabs, bud. No, it's never happened. Never. Try it. It wow. works. Why is it you call them 60% of the time. I think I'll dodge trying it. I'll take your word for it. All right, so the. The segment, the segment is uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, 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 so <laughs> what? Is this a actual story? So oh, this is like a <laughs> So I uh, well, as, as you guys pointed out to you, I was on Countdown ten years ago. I um, thought you was using them ridiculous words earlier. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm so, so, no, bring that up. Bring that up. Bobby Banerjee. Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, you'll you'll find it. Yeah, that'd be fairly oh, simple. We'll if you go on his um, LinkedIn, it's only one of his tabs. It's scary things I used to watch. Oh my god. So yeah, so back in 2014, I was on the show. I'd literally, funny enough. 
Paul and I used to work together at Juniper. I got made redundant, and I was I was, was just watching of what happened. At yeah, camp? pretty much. Yeah. No. Um, and then yeah, so he sparked. Got, 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 got a set. Of, got a set. Of, well, there you go. You've even got you've even got uh, video evidence. So uh, right, go on then. Make a word out of OT. What was that? Oh, you done that, huh? You're on a five-second countdown. You look 100% more likely to appear on countdown then than you do now. Yeah, right? I feel like you just... <laughs> what's my intellectual top? Go on images. Gonna put on? Go on images. Yeah, well, yeah, so, well it, it was that one. There he is. There he is. Does it yeah. say countdown live erection? Jesus Christ. Oh, yes. Yes. Bobby Johnson, I thought, for the elite... You, yeah, you, he aged to the final, didn't he? <laughs> you look a little but, bit like Masood from... Um, no, um, from from well, that, well, well, that would be that would be the other embarrassing story. Um, a girl I actually... A girl actually pawned me 15 years ago because she thought I was Masood from EastEnders. <laughs> Um, Did you lean into it? Absolutely. <laughs> there we go. Of course you would. Of course you would. Yeah. yeah. All I'll get is Greg Wallace and it ain't got the this same really impact really on yeah. yeah. So you're on countdown. Yeah. yeah. Oh, countdown. Yeah. We're, the let us let us come up. Let us make me hot. And 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 there. Oh, well, X. Well, look, <laughs> <laughs> Another consonant, please. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I just put nine consonants out there and hope for the best. Um, but no, ended up ended up the, the words seem to perfectly align, and I'm there going. There's a, there's a nine letter word, but I've gone for a, for a, for another word, which was the word erection. Excellent. So there I am, just feeling really smug, and then call it out, and it's like, yeah, yeah, I've got a seven erection. <laughs> wow. And uh, and yeah, as as that video comes out, Nick Hewitt goes, ah, erection, very good. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like you said, I've got a seven before it as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, is he setting up here? Is he yeah, yeah, I've got worst, worst part Jeez. of it was, it's actually an eight-letter word. I was going to say, it's eight-letters. Um, <laughs> You've got an eight. Yeah, got, so got absolutely yeah. schooled on TV and Alicia, get zero... At least you were taking z- numbers off rather than putting it on, which might be like Absolutely, right? So that's why I underestimated it. But not only does that happen, it ends up on Innuendo Bingo, or Scott Mills's. Uh, oh, on, Scott, on Scott Bill's right. radio show for about three weeks, <laughs> and so every single That's time, all of my I heard it because I used to listen to that there. And all of my mates are just going, <laughs> wanker. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, that's that that's, masseuse really thick. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that set the bar. There you go. Man. That's that's mine. So, were you a regular feature on Countdown then? I was on there for seven, eight episodes. Bloody hell! So, so yeah, you actually yeah, won a few. Yeah, yeah, one of sort of thing, isn't it? What a team! I've got a teapot at home. The teapot. Yeah, yeah, the, the countdown teapot. Yeah, that's, who, who was hosting at the time? Uh, Nick, <laughs> Nick, <laughs> Hewer, yeah, Nick Hewer, Rachel Riley, and uh, Susie Dent. And now, whenever Rachel Riley appears on screen, my wife just shouts whore at the top of her voice because she's. Because I just said, oh, she's really. I looked at her. Yeah, she's really. She's really. I was like, she's really lovely. My mum. My mum loved meeting her, and so she's. she's so her jealous side's kind of come through on that. She's yeah, going to love on, the fact on that. On a side note, did she think that you were Masood? No, she didn't. Oh. No, no. <laughs> no, she, she's good, good driving, so she definitely wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 15 years later, yeah. I still think it was <laughs> <laughs> still yeah, When are you going back on your senders anyway? Yeah. 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 I need that money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, there you go. There, I don't know, they're in the top right. Can, no. you, can you no. anyone go? No, Bob, Bobby, sure, you've you got Bob, Bobby's got some skeletons. Not on camera. Yeah, on camera. Although, a couple of months ago, I did appear on a podcast. <laughs> and then a couple of weeks later, my missus viewed the podcast and she said something about Cold Rogo. 
Oh yeah, oh, is that what it was? I had, I had to Google because I was just like, you look like Hal Grogan. I'll take it. I'll take it all day long. Take it all day. Don't see it. You've got to take those wins. Don't see it. We haven't spoke since. You're knitting or you're the wife? Both. Bees now back on the market. If anyone's interested, drop me a call. Contact Wolverhampton. I want another two. Nicola, you must have. You must have something, Jeremy. Come on. I do, but yeah, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> strap it. I, I, the names. I, I'll do as much as I can to protect the people who are involved in this. Fair. Many years ago, I did a client meeting to see an owner of a business, and during the client meeting, I accidentally described his wife as being unattractive. She walked in like, with the wrong language. Mm-hmm. And he asked me to leave. No. Oh. <laughs> Immediately. Um, you wished you was the uh, orange then and not the fruit. Yeah. <laughs> I should have been the orange. <laughs> I, I'd misread a few of the signals and I hadn't realised that he was married to the HR manager. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yes. You walked in there slagging her off? No. He, he brought her into the room and she be been... paraded. She'd been a very difficult person for me to talk to on the phone. Okay. And because of that, I had a certain picture as to who she was. Mm-hmm. And then she came in and she was so nice and so insincerely faking how nice it was to meet me, having spoken to me the way that she had. Completely her. disingenuous about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then she came in, she did all that, and then she left. And, and the guy, Peter, leant towards me and he said, so what do you think of... You'll see yourself a problem. Right? Oh, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's scurrying you. Yeah. 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 And she works in the job. Who would you win that if you'd have so, gone, yeah, I would. That's my wife you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, she's a munter. That's, that's my, my wife, wife you're talking, talking about. about. Yeah, yeah. Who is in a cul-de-sac with no return? That's kind of how I ended up there. stupid. So, But he wasn't like winking or anything. He was just like, what do you think? What do you think? I can't help it. What did you think of her? And I went, well, I found her quite unapproachable on the phone, but now I've met her face to face, I prefer her on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> that's my wife, mate. And that's what he said. He went, if you'd have been married to her as long as I have, you'd probably realise there's more to her than that, so I think you'd better leave. That was a hard, like, me leaving there, I was like, what could I have done differently there? Probably... Lied. Lied? At least maybe understood What do you think of her? What was his agenda for the question before I answered the question? You probably guessed it, you need to make it a little bit. What was his agenda? What was he trying to get out of that? I don't know. She was lovely in her prize after I didn't... I didn't weirdly get to talk to him that often again. But I was there to pitch for a retainer and we'd gone from five people who were in it to two of us left and we were back for like the last 
Oh, so he bought the last the, bits of shit. He bought yeah. the big guns then to get rid of you. After, <laughs> so after the podcast, Jamie, just tell us who we'll all be here. We'll all, we'll all just get rid of the. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I want sure to make sure I avoid this person in the oh, future. Yeah. I'm glad I'm, I'm on the phone to you, not face to face with you. Live on the podcast for clicks. Go onto his LinkedIn now and put a heartfelt apology on his page all these years on and just see if he gets No, no, no. I think I'll do the opposite and I'll tag her in. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. No, mate, pure Jeffrey Dahmer vibes. <laughs> you can't say that. Oh, I, don't, I don't know if that falls into the embarrassing category. Really out of yeah. Funny category. Yeah, sure. no, I like it. Yeah, that's a good one. People did. Yeah, listen. And I also, I had a, <laughs> the job. I had a client meeting with a HR manager, where somehow we both ended up in a swimming pool. So, yeah, you don't just and somehow end up in a swimming pool. Well, There's you, a story there. The, yeah, so the, the, they ran a <laughs> the hotel. Content creators just leant forward then. It was <laughs> like... Hello. Come on. This is the one. They ran a hotel, uh-huh. and she said, we've just had the new swimming pool completed. It Let's try it out. It opens up for the public next week. And I said, oh, I bet it would be great. I'd really like... you just in that. Yeah, yeah, like, just oh, break yeah, it in. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd really like to, <laughs> really like to visit. Poor choice, and poor said, choice. I know what I said. She said, come and see me next week and bring your swimming costume. And I felt like I'd gone that far down that road that I followed... Yeah, you can't be weird now. Yeah, like, yeah. Nah, so I went, yeah, OK. Yeah. And we ended up in, in the swimming pool. We were the only two people in it. <laughs> and it was a swimming pool that had slides as well. So she was like, do you want to go on the slide? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Listen, if a swimming pool's got slides and no one else has ever been on it, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's in a So it's clean water. My head's in a place where if she said, bring your costume, I'm Thank picturing Keenan. you in something that Thank isn't Keenan. shorts. Let me just tell you something. No, I was wearing big Bermudas. Oh, yeah. I would have wore the weirdest thing. Just a weirder, yeah. This like a mankini. No, weirder than that. There's like a duck outfit. No, a two-piece. <laughs> With a rubber ring. Uh, I'm ready to test that one. One of those footballers tracking bras. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so, so you that, go down the slide. So we did the slides. Together, Who went first? Or individually? Yeah, I, I went first. Oh. Yeah, well, yeah, was it a tandem thing or was it individual? Yeah, the, the two rubber rings that are joined together. Like the steps going up. I felt it was more professional that I went up the steps first yeah. rather than I was right behind. Yeah, that's a good yeah. call. Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. good, that's a good way to avoid it. I think the word yeah. professional left Although a very long time. Although he was wearing a magazine. <laughs> 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 I, I feel like you know, you know the, the Austin Powers. Oh, I can see you're not going to see. It just says, well, then, when are you just going to go? How the fuck did I get myself into that? <laughs> yeah, which is kind of how it, like, when, like when we got to the, 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 yeah. the pool area, right? She said, Gents, changing rooms there, I'll go in here and I'll meet you back here at the side. And I was getting changed, going, what the fuck, fuck are you doing? <laughs> what am I doing here? And I thought twice about, I'm going to go. Do I really want this business this much? <laughs> <laughs> and I never usually date HR people, so I don't know she's met up with me again. They're normally really weird. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, doubt started to kick in then. <laughs> Which was a bit Jeez. late, probably. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> and then just throughout the next 25 minutes, it was, it was just a lot of internal monologue about... 25 what, minutes. Yeah, I was 25 <laughs> minutes in the water, on the slide. 
I'm trying to. This is weird. I'm just, I'm just imagining uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Hello, darkness, my friend. Just creeping into this internal happy place, happy place. Yeah. Yeah. So I went down the slide. She followed down the slide. I wanted to like, land in the water. Come out all right. Did I you? Said, oh, it's, were uh, you at the bottom of the slide watching her come out? Yeah. Did, yeah, you, yeah. did you greet her as she arrived? Yeah. Well, I felt yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. the only person there, so I was like, I'll just wait for a moment. Now I could hear like the. <laughs> So as, as she's going down the slide, I could hear the squeaky of the, just, you know, because it's quiet, right? And water reflects sound. Absolutely. No one else is hearing noise. Slide. It's because yeah. you're in a swimming pool. Right? <laughs> <laughs> of course it's quiet. Um, it's yeah. awkward to hold it. <laughs> the, the, you know, it's just part of growing up and learning, isn't it? <laughs> How does it end? Most people, I'll be like, honest. At what point does this end? Because I feel like you're going to be like, and now I'm married to her. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the next podcast needs to be filmed <laughs> from By the Slide. Wreck tools on tour. Sliding into the air. It ended back in the HR office. So there was, right, let's get And now we've got three children. Let's get out. I, and I, you know, I did a considerable amount of business with with that. Uh, I should fucking that group. And she's godmother to fifteen of my chickens. <laughs> and this is a reflection of me that I have to own. I'm sat here thinking I'd probably do it if I knew there was business at the end. I would, I would, I'd, I'd roll with that story. You've got to immerse yourself oh, in the client process, haven't mm. you? <laughs> no, but that moment that you're in rapport with a client. Up until the point you told go, me you got the business, I was out. But when you tell me you got the business, I'm not fair. No, the whole thing yeah, is like bizarre. 99 times whole, out of 100, like, if you're I'm, in I'm less client, judging you. You're in sales at this point, right? Mm. You're, you're supposed to just go no, with the flow. It's in swim shorts. kind of see That's where you are not. Yeah. I'm more judging her. Like, what is wrong with you to be like... She, no, she fully is just like, let me see how far I can take you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see yeah. Yeah. Where I can just I'm going to see my head. There's no way he's going to just lie. Hey, Nicola. He's on the side. I bet you I can get him in his swimming trunks and make him go down the slide. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go on then. That would be wild funny. Yeah, just make sure you're watching, yeah? Oh, oh hey, Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> Men's are over there. I'll be over here. The fucking weirdo is doing it. What do I do? Just carry on. <laughs> maybe, maybe she thought, right, this is going to make for a great story on a podcast for me in 15 years' time. Dispatch is so week, bizarre. Like, what is wrong with this person's wife? <laughs> be like, this is okay. This is completely acceptable. It didn't, it didn't seem to phase her at all. Hey, have you ever heard that most businesses do on the golf course? Actually, it's a swimming pool. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell hey, you. Hey, that's content right there, Jeremy. Mm. I think that, <laughs> that is that is the most bizarre thing. <laughs> to be fair, I chat to people in the sauna quite a lot. The business comes up. Yeah, so. yeah well, the business comes up. You, you're in the sauna, sauna anyway. It's not yeah, that not I'm arranging to meet clients that, in yeah. the sauna. No, it's not that I want my like, CV done. Should we go to the local sauna? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 you squint like no, really into their back, don't you, to try and kind of... Oh, yeah, you read one of those. What the fuck did that say? I really want to understand you as a person. And then I want to write a CV. That's a long post. People read it, though. It was People moan yeah, about a lot of I mean, he was but... ill and off work, so he didn't know much else going on like that day. <laughs> wow! <laughs> he just getting your content. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm joking. <laughs> she knows I'm I hope you know I'm joking. Shoesy. Shoesy. Ooh, I'm so hurt. <laughs> Any, can anyone top that? I don't think they can. I, I, to be, I don't I think Cadnall can top, top yeah. that. I, I don't like, think Cadnall can be topped. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's phenomenal. <laughs> Paul, you do drag. <laughs> <laughs> 
not lying. It's not, not, I, I don't, tell me I'm lying. I, I, I don't drag. I host drag shows. Just okay. to put that out there. Let me start that again. Would you, do you host drag shows? Oh, I'd do it. Like, if, if, if I knew the opportunity I, hasn't come up, so he wants to. If I knew, I wouldn't lose interest in doing makeup. Within 10 minutes, I'd be like, strap in, let's go for it. Strap in? Would you do it? <laughs> <laughs> or strap <laughs> up? Whichever one. Yeah. Right. Well, we can do that then. Right. Yeah. I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna beat that story. No. We'll have to. We'll have to park it there. I, I, okay. I'm, I'm so, uh, should we do? Would you rather, or should we jump straight to the family fortunes and then wrap this shit up? I'm struggling to think of would you rather. So yeah, probably yeah, the family, family fortunes. fortunes. Just, just, just jump straight to it. Right. Okay. Five. Cool. Right. So, <clears throat> uh, we asked Google. <laughs> recruiters are. If you can get any of the top five, then you are the rec. Talk super champion for life. I think the Red Talk Fortune champion. Like, yeah, everyone not, thinks they have. Not calling me. Okay, that's your answer. <coughs> okay. Arseholes. <coughs> that was mean. The enemy. <coughs> Scum. Best <coughs> in swim shorts. This is bad. This is so bad. What are you going for? Highly valuable. Just shows how we feel about ourselves. Isn't it? That we've all gone negative. Animals. <laughs> I've said it earlier. Sit on my head, like a state. I mean, agents. I showed you it though, didn't I? I showed no. you the answers. And Did you? you? Said, yeah. Oh. And I was like, yeah, we think of doing this. That's what you said. Like, estate agents. No, yeah. it might. Recruiters are estate agents. Is that's your answer? You can't like... apply into the recruitment industry and think that. It's kind of worrying that two of the most stressful parts of our lives, moving job and moving house, are handled by people that we don't respect. Yeah, absolutely. It's weird. Well, what is it though? So weird. Yeah, what's your answer? Is it estate agents? I'm getting divorced. I'm getting divorced. Yeah. So the top answer one: recruiters are. Socio. <laughs> oh yeah, I've seen that Would you like to expand on what socio? But your your vocabulary and the <laughs> countdown background, Johnny. And, and how many letters is in the word socio? <laughs> well, that's what I get wrong. You see. Yeah. And yeah. mitochondria is the powerhouse of the. Oh my so god! <laughs> is this still happening? What's a sociopath? A sociopath is is someone who paths his way through sociopaths. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, does the wrong thing in a social setting. Point. Uh, the second answer is recruiters are trash. Oh yeah, I, have to, uh, yeah, I saw that one as well. The I'm third answer, good. and I kind of agree with this one, recruiters are overpaid. Mm. Well, it depends what for. I mean, I wouldn't want to live. Paid, I don't think I'd want to live on my basic anymore. I've, I've, I've seen, yeah, I know, but I've seen some recruiters with like six months' experience asking for thirty-five to forty grand. I've seen that. <laughs> and I, I didn't get short shirt. Just don't think that's appropriate. Is that them being overpaid though? Is that them asking for too much? Well, that's not them overpaid at that point because I'm not. They're paying not getting. Them that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this is the point, though, isn't it? So if they're if they're actually getting that, which I'm pretty sure they're not, then yeah, that's a fair point. It's what some people think the market owes them. Mm-hmm. You know, based on, I guess, I guess if you tell me nowadays that your best your best year in recruitment is twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two, then you're probably yeah you, 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 yeah exactly. And also, right? if you're a recruiter you're and, it, and yeah. you're negotiating yourself a really mm. good basic salary, as a candidate, I'll want you as my recruiter mm. yeah. because you're, you're, yeah, you're demonstrating that you can do you can do the job well. Right? Well, we like recruiters. Don't need this one. <laughs> recruiters are in coming in number four, not your friends. Yes. Well, are they supposed to be? I, mean, uh, well, I guess it's that like friendly mentality, isn't it? Like, oh, God, Bobby, I've got you, bro. I've got you. I'll speak to the client. Yeah, Where else I are you mean, interviewing? I mean, yeah, you, <laughs> I mean, are my friends with every consultant in my life? Probably not. You know. <clears throat> I think as a candidate, the worst thing recruiters do is 
like lead pull from a candidate because I remember literally being on a call I was looking it was like when I was oh, 21, 22 and they started to say oh where else are you interviewing mm. oh, okay and then you get into this whole thing you think you're yeah, there your friend scratching like, on the, on the yeah, yeah. and then uh-huh. they're just going to uh-huh. just shut yeah. a load of different people into it and it's just really well, there's, I, there's I, think, really I think there's two schools of thought of that yeah. because if I know where you're interviewing, say you're a candidate looking for a job at the moment, yeah. I can at least, you know, if I'm working with a client, I can actually have a conversation with that client and go, well, actually, this person is working at here, here, you know, interviewing here, here, and here. You can, you, you know, if, if you. You can leverage that for the candidate. You can, you yeah. can leverage it and yeah, expedite mm. the process and all this kind of stuff. But it's, it's kind of showing, again, it's, it's all about showing a business benefit to both sides of the conversation. So it's not yeah. just me going, I'm going to pull you for leads. It's probably more going to be a case of, yes, I am going to ask you where you're interviewing, but this is why I'm using it. Mm, and, the, yeah, and, yeah. and that would make everyone feel a lot more comfortable, right? But and having that we don't do that, that's legit. We don't do that not. enough, exactly, yeah, yeah. as long as it's legit. Mm. Yeah, but how are you going to know as a recruiter? How are you going to know that there's five businesses that are interviewing for a candidate that you have the, the access to? You're, just not, you're not going to not leave that alone, are you? The, the, thing, the thing is, I'm not going to be like, Bobby, tell me where else you're interviewing. I'll tell you why. Nicola's sick, you know, I need to get her in some of those processes. <laughs> you're going to get the job that I'll put you forward for. So forget, what, tell me where else you're interviewing because I've got to put Nicola there. Like, you're not going to do it, are you? It's just... Not that way around, the other way around, yeah. Like, Which other way around? As in, I go to the client mm-hmm. and say, Nicola's, Nicola's interviewing at three of your competitors. Okay. Are you sure you don't want to have But let's put the sales hat on. If you're sat on information and I'm like, listen, I know that Paul, Jeremy and Sean are hiring. Yeah. I'm not going to do anything with that information though because that's just morally wrong. Yeah. No, I think you want to have the conversation and because at the end of the, end of the day, I don't know why we should keep picking. So, but up then you get on. Nick is going to phone to. But you Nicola, get on the phone Nicola, to Jeremy. Take a maximum Jeremy. of one of those jobs. I understand that you're recruiting at the minute. How do you know that? Well, I know that you're interviewing Nicola at the minute. Nicola's involved in one of my processes, which is crap. You want to take my candidate. I've got so many better well, than Nicola. Well, I think that's where your morals... You, you could say, well, I can, I can find you similar candidates and to allow you to make a decision. And then Jeremy says, I don't want a similar candidate. I quite like Nicola, actually. Well, fine. I mean, I can't, I can't persuade <laughs> you. I like the way this turns yeah. into a role play. Yeah, no, I, just, like, I just think the whole concept is like, just, just own it, man. It's a shitty thing to do. But if you're going to do it, just own it and be like, yeah, that's what I do, man. That's how I get my leads. It's just as a I don't know how else to get leads. I don't have relationships with clients who just ring up and say, hey, Jeremy, I've got this really good candidate. Are they suitable for you right now? No. Hey, hey, Paul, I've got this really cool candidate. Suitable for you? Ah, yeah, maybe. I haven't got those relationships. I'm not very good at lead chasing. I don't like cold calling. The only real way I can get leads is by going, hey, Bobby, where else are you interviewing? Uh, so I can send my other CVs there. Like, just own it. I'm shit recruiter. That's why I do it. You know? And that's why I rank number four on Google as to like, I mean, I'm not your friend. And then the last one is recruiters can we, are... Can we clip up him saying that he's a shit recruiter, by the way? <laughs> can, can we just have that for yeah, you one-to-one, yeah, yeah. Nate? Yeah. And then the last one is recruiters are ghosting me. Which I find standard. really interesting because, yeah, you say standard, exactly, right? Mm-hmm. We put out like um, a load of rec smarts and polls and all that sort of stuff recently. And the one thing that came out was communication. Candidates and clients are all asking for better or more communication from recruitment agencies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just don't get why they don't do it. The, 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 funny, the funny thing for me for that at a different angle is when you see recruiters or recruitment owners bitching about that very thing but yeah they, me, they, good, they've yeah. come to me and gone I'm interested in this process so I've sent information we've opened conversation they then ghost me and then 
in my head, I'm just thinking that's just karma. I yeah. think I, I think people got to be real. I don't need to blow smoke up my arse. Just go. It's not right at the yeah. minute, and no, I'll go sound. I'm yeah. not a hard sell. I'm like, well, mm -hmm. when you're ready, come to me. But when they're giving out the behaviours that they're calling out on LinkedIn, I just look and I just go, you're a dick. Mm. I've come it, to see it as a universal truth that people buy how they sell. Mm. So um, it reflects. Yeah, if you get caught in that kind of marketplace, oh, you pass yeah, it through yeah, the change. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I like that. Mm -hmm. Just disrespectful, I think. So. Yeah, which makes because it a leaf the, the for me. thing so is right. So towards me. The, the, the candidates and clients are saying <laughs> recruiters don't communicate with us very much. And oh, you mean the dick? It's yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I'd love to know from your I'll, point of view. I'll, I'll do you get many just ghost chat? Everything's all sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's all my stuff. Blah blah blah. And then she's like, I'm not going to go back to that. Yeah, we we get a lot of people. Obviously, sometimes that just want a quick comparison, which is fair enough. But if they're already happy where they are, it's not pretty. Yeah. Let's be honest, but if they've already got good rates, happy where they are, they want a quick comparison. Let's go to Simon Jay. You get them something. <laughs> me and Simon will get them something. <laughs> and then if they're already happy, there's got to be yeah. a need to also switch mm. other than the fees because the current lender, nine times out of ten, will just still match what you've put on the table anyway. Mm. So you get a lot of For me, And uh, then they don't want to say sorry. I think no, it's just poor, it. yeah, poor yeah. practice in general. A lot of, we see it a lot with recruiters, and we've had it once or twice upstairs with, with some of our, one, one in particular, where he's, he's had an email come through from a client. And because they've taken ages to, to respond to him, he's decided to take ages to respond to them. And it's just like, look, we're the ones trying to make the sale. Right? We're the ones trying oh. to get... Yeah, but this is it. Right? We're the ones trying to get the outcome that we... That this we is an apprentice, Paul place. <laughs> but the, the point is, like, just eat shit and like, taste it sometimes. You can't let it go to you, fine, they go to you. They'll come to you when, when, you're ready, when they're ready. Your clients go to you, fine, just get over it. Like, it's, it's timing. It's, yeah, exactly. It's one of those things where you can't take it personally. No. Sometimes people just don't have the heart to say no. Yeah. And and sometimes people just are too busy or they've got priorities of, of, of other things. That doesn't mean they think you're a dick. You behaving in such a way means that you're a dick. Yeah, you've got to work to your own values, haven't you? Of course you what do. you do. I think that's all you can do. And, I think and then other people can do what they... Sticking to that is key as well. Because if you yeah. start to move away from fundamentally where your values sit because of someone else's behaviours, then you, you're not putting you forward, are you? You're mirroring them Bingo. and moving through you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I had like the opposite experience recently, which was just so nice and too so, many inquiries. No, it's, <laughs> no, but like I'd done a lot of work for a pitch for quite a big business, um, and uh, then they sort of said the timing's not right, and I was like, okay, that's fine. But the CEO wants to have a call with you, okay? Had like an. 30 or 40 minute call with the CEO and I was like, just a bit confused like it's not right no no it's not right we just wanted to explain the reason I also wanted mm -hmm. to talk to the COO and then I had a call with the COO telling me like how they loved it but it just wasn't right I was like literally Taking I've never so it's gone too far no, <laughs> the longest so... no of all time you made some money off them calls you enjoyed it I was just like I can't believe you're spending this time to tell me no and they were like but we just it's because of us. It's like it's not you. They it's me. So and they were like, we just appreciate. We could tell you put so much effort in, and we just want to give you that time to explain. And I was like, oh my god. You always chalk that up as a client for the future. Though, I was going to say yeah, they would yeah. have obviously been a great client to work with as well. Yeah, that shows what they're like. Yeah, yeah. To work it really with. gave me an impression of them yeah. as a business. And I think, yeah, I think we will work with them in the future because of all the reasons why. But it was just like so nice and the, the absolute opposite to ghosting. And then, yeah. Way the other I think going back to your point, Paul, I think there's, there's, a, there's a lack of self-awareness with a lot of people and people think they've never done it themselves. Even inadvertently, there, is, there have mm -hmm. been times where people have forgotten to call back a candidate or call back a client or, you know, call back a supplier or mm -hmm. whoever it is. We have all done it. 
And it's actually taking ownership and going, why have we done it? Well, actually, I've avoided a difficult conversation. Mm. And through whether it's, you know, I'm not trying to put excuses to it, but it could be that you're a massive people pleaser and you hate saying no to people. Mm. And then instead, what you've done is dick someone about by by not by trying to avoid saying no to someone intentionally and unintentionally absolutely right and so like we all unintentionally do things that we can reflect on and go shit my bad and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and actually just saying like even putting a whatsapp message or something say look i appreciate you might might be worried about this or this give me a call by this time to say you're not interested or or to say that you're interested or by this cutoff point I'll just assume you're not and we'll carry on another time and don't you know don't be afraid yeah. to reach out they're going to save your time and save their time because you're not going to be and gonna, your mental and your yeah, mental anxiety yeah, yeah. isn't it you know everyone's going you know because especially if it's like a, you know a deal critical and you know your manager's on your on your head going right why hasn't this person gotten in touch with you? have you spoken to him have you spoken to him and that pressure can kind of gr- you know breed in and so mm-hmm. then there's that pressure to I mean, make all those it, calls and it, it and perpetuate that that problem it breeds in cultures in businesses as well and because one person within a company that was my first impression with that individual mm. and then at different points down the line three of their branch managers have came to me and it's ended in the same place. So you look and you, uh, I'm thinking, I don't, yeah, remember, I don't want, I, I yeah. actually don't want to put yeah. an apprentice there. Yeah. Because mm. it might be a tick in a box for me, but are they going to retain? Are they going to stay? Are they going to get added value? Mm. And is this company then just going to bitch about, oh, I've told you yeah. apprenticeships don't work, when actually it sits at your desk, not at their desk, because mm-hmm. you're not creating an atmosphere for them to move into kind of thing. Sometimes they don't work. A lot do, but it's got to be... From the top down, it totally. can't just be surface level because there's always somebody else who's going to redirect however much the others try. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could do a whole podcast about the lack of empathy in recruitment and how we can build that up. I think there's so much that can be done to be empathetic or empathic, whichever way it goes around. Nine you're letters. on camp, I bet you should know. Nine letters. I both. <laughs> <laughs> Is it nine letters? Nine letters. That's good maths. Nice. Oh, that's, like EMP. <laughs> well, that's a podcast F- for another day. We can do a countdown, can't we? That'd be fun. Go on, yeah. Come on, Ian, we'll build. You can be there. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got two. <laughs> yeah. I came up against a guy who was like that. Yeah. Is no, that why you got where you did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just put, played against yeah. two, two, two people. people. Yeah, two people were pretty bad. He's did that make it to air? Yeah. Really? Well, they have to, yeah, they have to make those come to air because then... If I win that game, then oh, see in my head I was like, there's like only hundreds of competitors. I, I and no, they only no. put the good people on. Oh, I thought, no, no, you have to go through a, a process though. You have like to, a proper yeah, you have to like audition. And so mine was on like uh, FaceTime and and kind of did it that way. Uh, this guy, this guy who ended up with I think four or five, like he didn't quite get zero. Um, he had his mate in the background. Uh, giving him the answers, and so that's how he got on. But yeah, so right. I think they've got a more they've got a more stringent vetting process that was now. Full hardy thing to do. It was, wasn't it? Like what you, you could end up, up on TV looking like an absolute like thick oh, great. <laughs> yeah, he was actually he was Nailed actually it. on those images there, a guy called Danny. Um, but yeah, <laughs> sorry, Danny. Yeah, he got he got. Yeah, I mean, I do. You never know. He does contract recruitment in London now. Just wanted to get on TV. I've got two. I've got two. <laughs> oh, right, well, I think it's time we wrap up. Um, thank you guys for giving us your time and energy thank today. You. Really appreciate no it. Um, okay. Do you want guys want to give like a quick roundup on how people can contact you if they want to reach out to you for more information or um, kind of your services and stuff? Plug your shit. Plug yeah. your shit. No. Um, yeah, contact business finance. 
We help the recruitment agencies compare the market, save you the headache from going out to all these lenders out there. 01902 219 260. Google them 4 9 p.m. today again. Tell me something. You buy one, you get one free. You buy one, you get one free. Do 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 yeah, or just... You're just talking to Bibi now. Yeah, I'm just talking to Bibi. <laughs> Bibi, call me. Call. <laughs> Come and work for me. She won't answer anyways. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we do demand gen um, and lead gen for a recruitment company, so check Not it out on the website. Cool. Um, yeah, get in touch with us online at elevatelearning.co yes I've got one of those fan- fancy newfangled ones that don't make sense and end up in lots of junk folders um, <laughs> I just continue to look that, I've written that down wrong I didn't even know they existed what the dot .co yeah yeah, yeah the, .co dot what <laughs> <laughs> I get that so often or yeah feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn uh, there's not too many Bobby Banerjee's out there there is another one though is there yeah, there, I, there, yeah there is literally another we need one to get him there's three Bobby mate <laughs> I know, tell me about it. We need to get the other Bobby Banerjee on. Yeah, he's a corporate social responsibility. You're nothing like the other guy. Yeah, Yeah, he's a lecturer on corporate social responsibility. (sighs) I bet he doesn't know that the mitochondria is a part of the cell. I think he does. I think he does. He's at the the right business school. (laughs) Ice cream lady. Ice cream lady. All right, yeah, find me on uh, LinkedIn, Rebecca Pay. Talk about kick-ass CVs, pole dancing and ice cream. And I've got a website, payforprecision.com, and you can get some free CV resources and stuff there. Uh, Paul Nightingale yeah if you want apprentices basically just drop, follow me on LinkedIn drop me a message and yeah we'll sort it for you so we generally do recruitment that's a, a big area that I work in for resources and consultants um, but we also do admin customer service in early years so yeah if you need an apprentice drop me a message and we shall sort it for you and you can find me on LinkedIn you can find me at a local swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to a side knee. <laughs> Just hanging around. Yeah. 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 It puts a whole new meaning to the next slide, please, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> or alternatively, you can join the recruitersgrowthclub.com, which is a free membership for recruiters globally. And if you're interested in training, check out rookie2recruiter.com. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. 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 Thank you.